0: You're listening to Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I'm your host, Estelle, and I'm super happy that you're tuning in today. I'm a certified personal trainer and life coach whose life within the health and fitness world has been pretty all over the place. So no matter where you are within your fitness journey, I can probably relate to it on some level. I know that fitness is for you and that you have a valued place in this world. I've had my fair share of ups and downs, insecurities, and honestly feeling like an outcast from exercise and fitness. Little did I know that I'd actually become a leader within this space and help women from all walks of life gain confidence, find freedom and understanding, and feel at home within the fitness world in this podcast my goal is to help you fall in love with exercise become amazed by yourself create healthy lifestyle changes and break down that confusing gym and lifting stuff so that you can feel welcome and at home within the fitness world everyone is welcome here let's get started all right i am back with another solo episode of fitness beyond aesthetics i had the wonderful pleasure of having my friend megan on the last episode i hope you guys listened to it i hope you enjoyed it and i am planning on having other guests on in the future so i would love to know what kinds of topics and specializations you would love to hear more about. So please send me a message on Instagram with your ideas of what you would like to learn more about, hear more about. You can find me on Instagram at Estelle C Fitness. That's Estelle, my name, E-S-T-E-L-L-E. The letter C stands for a middle name and fitness. That's where you'll find me. Send me a DM with what you want to learn more about, and I will try to find speakers that can talk more on that topic. So today, in this episode, I wanted to talk about where cycle syncing went wrong. And this is actually tied into an episode I did two episodes ago. So the one before Megan, and it was talking about if slash when Intense exercise can be beneficial for your hormones and metabolism and this is tied in because Along with the same line of thinking is that Women are small women are fragile women need to submit to a certain Cycle of doing things a certain way because this is their physiology This is what they have to do and women are different from men women are not small men We do have four phases in a cycle or at least most women do however This has been taken to an extreme, and there are some things within cycle syncing that I don't fully agree with. So I wanna talk about what that is, why I think that, where the benefits of cycle syncing are, if you should do it, how you should do it, and how you can make it more muscle-centric because muscle is so important for optimal metabolic function. So just in case you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not totally clear on what cycle syncing is, we're going to go over that. So if you are a cycling woman, that means you have a period and you are on non-hormonal birth control or you are not on birth control at all. This means you have a cycle. So you're not just on your period or not on your period, you actually have four different phases going on here. So this starts with your period, that's called your menstrual phase. When your menstrual phase ends, that's when your follicular phase starts. And when you ovulate, that's called your ovulatory phase. And post-ovulation and pre-period, pre-menstrual is called luteal. And each of these phases is characterized by varying relative levels of estradiol, progesterone, LH, and FSH. These are all different hormones. And these hormones, the different levels of them, affect your energy levels, your mental state, your preferred fuel source percentages, which would in turn affect, okay, how should I be living my life? How should I be exercising? And... <laughs> Cycle thinking was meant to align your daily activities, social life, nutrition, and exercise with the phases of your cycle. So what do I like about cycle thinking? I love that this takes into consideration what is going on within the woman's body, right? And I definitely believe you probably notice at different phases in your cycle, whether you know that you're in that phase or not, that, ooh, I have more energy around this time. Or for some reason, I just feel more reflective. For some reason, I just don't feel like lifting super, super heavy. For some reason, you know, for some reason, it's usually this. It is usually because of the phase of the cycle that you are in. And this can also be affected by your stress levels. So let's say you're in a high energy phase, but you have an absurd amount of stress, then yes, you might not really be high energy. So there's more to it than that, which cycle thinking does not take that into consideration. So that's something I don't like about it, but I do like that it teaches women about these different phases and how to live in line with them. So let's talk about now what I don't like about it. Where did cycle syncing go wrong? A lot of the concept of cycle syncing I can totally get behind. A lot of the method I can get behind too. But what I can't get behind is the lack of prioritization that it has on building muscle. So typical cycle sinking recommendations for workouts completely undervalue muscle as the highly metabolic organ that it is. So let's talk about what cycle sinking workout recommendations look like. So like we said, there are four different phases, right? So menstrual, that's usually around days one through five, and cycle syncing will tell you only do light movement, a little walk, maybe some stretching, like, basically nothing at all. And if you are in excruciating pain or you have an extreme amount of fatigue, I can understand how you might want to do that. But the problem here is that sometimes women actually want to do more and they tell themselves that they can't because of this recommendation from a cycle sinking thing, right? That's not okay. So then we have the follicular phase. This is approximately days 1 through 13. And they say, okay, now you can increase general activity, do a little more, do some weightlifting. And that's great. Wonderful. Because you're going to have more energy then. But this note that they say this is when you should do weightlifting. They also say, okay, you can do weightlifting also in your ovulatory phase. And this is just like one day, guys, one day. And they say, if you have more energy, you can do HIIT training some more intense on this one day. But this is only, this is less than two weeks, less than two weeks of your whole 28-day phase. That's not enough because then you go into luteal approximately days 15 through 28 and they say, okay, let's take it down a notch. Not quite as down as the menstrual phase, but let's still take it down to like Pilates, yoga, walking. I love all of these forms of movement. I'm not here to shame any form of movement, but we cannot deny the fact that these typical recommendations are saying that you should only be weightlifting maximum two weeks out of four. Here's the problem with this. You cannot build muscle when you only lift weights two weeks out of four. You need to be weightlifting more regularly than that. Now, if you are a young adult, you can get away with lifting only one time a week but it, this has to be a full body day with approximately five to seven exercises each. And you have to perform every single movement to fatigue. Every single one. This is only if you're a young adult and you're performing it to fatigue. Full body day. Once a week. Not two weeks out of four. Once a week. This is a very important interval. You can't cram that all into two weeks. Okay. Now, if you are an older adult... It has to be more so you would follow the same exact guidelines, but you have to be doing that one full body day of five to seven workouts every four to five days. So the timeline decreases there. So you have to be doing a little bit more. So cycle syncing is not great for building muscle. That's just not working out here. And muscle is so, so important for the metabolism not just because of the rate of energy usage but this is linked to the health of your liver to your kidneys to your adrenals to your thyroid and even more vital organs metabolic diseases and conditions like diabetes and pcos these have a stronger correlation to a lack of muscle mass as opposed to excess fat stores people think oh these are like obesity related And yes, people who have less muscle are more likely to have higher fat percentage, but it's not the fat that's the real problem. It's the lack of high quality muscle. We have to put skeletal muscle first when we are thinking about, quote, healing our metabolism. And this is directly connected to minerals, to hormones. So you have to start thinking about how you are going to start lifting weights regularly. So let's go back to the cycle syncing workouts. I mentioned how there were four different phases, the different different recommendations for each of those phases, and I can see how this would be appealing to someone. And you might be thinking, but isn't weightlifting stressful, Estelle? Like, my body's been under so much stress these past 10, 20 years. I've been on birth control, I've been under eating, I've been on such and such a diet, I've been doing CrossFit, you know, whatever it is, you're thinking that your body's under too much stress. So isn't weightlifting stressful? And my answer to this is yes, weightlifting is stressful. But guess what else is stressful? Looking at your phone is stressful, looking at your computer, not getting enough sunlight, Using unfiltered water, eating a ton of poofas, not getting enough protein, being around people that don't make you happy, people that stress you out, doing things that you don't enjoy, breathing unclean air, using synthetic fragrances on your body, lighting candles. Like <laughs> there are so many other things to address in your life that are stressful, not weightlifting. Weightlifting isn't the problem here. The difference between those things I mentioned. And weightlifting is that weightlifting builds stress resilience. Those other things do not build stress resilience. So why not focus on eliminating things in your life that are adding stress with no benefit instead of targeting this one thing that might be slightly stressful short-term but can benefit you long-term, which is weightlifting. Right. So if you eliminate these other stressors or greatly diminish them, your body is going to be uber well prepared to take on that very, very little bit of stress from weightlifting. Because guess what? If you do not increase your stress resilience, those other things that cause you stress, your body's going to have a lower tolerance for them. If you start weightlifting, your body's going to be able to handle them better. By weightlifting, you are setting yourself up for success. So how can we fuse this cycle-syncing concept with a more pro-metabolic and muscle-centric approach? Because I have some recommendations here for you. So I talked about the typical recommendations, which are, you know, menstrual phase, this, follicular phase, this ovulatory phase, that, luteal phase, that. With my recommendations, it's not so cut and dry. So I recommend from the end of your luteal phase, let's say last three days-ish, you'll know, you'll start to feel this way. Few days leading up to your period, and during your period, so this is gonna be about seven days, you can treat this as a deload. So deloading means you're performing all your same workouts, but you perform them at about 20 less percent volume. So if you were doing 100 pounds on your back squat, you do 80 pounds on your back squat. You keep the reps the same, you keep the rest time the same, everything's the same, you just decrease the volume a little, little bit. You can also decrease uh, the reps by 20%. So if you were doing a hundred pound squat with 10 reps, you could do a hundred pounds squat with eight reps, same exact volume. You can also slow down the movement a little bit more so that you can connect more with your body. A lot of the time during this, uh, late luteal menstrual phase, women start to feel more reflective. They want to take things slow, tune in with how they're feeling. So this is a wonderful time to really slow down and feel the movement. So once you come out of that, your energy is going to go up a bit. So this is a great time during your follicular phase and ovulatory phase to start applying more progressive overload. So you come out of that deload, progressive overload. I believe I have another episode on that, which I will link in the show notes about how to apply progressive overload. There's lots of different ways to do it. But basically this is just the training principle of gradually increasing the overload that you're putting on your body so that you can get stronger. You're providing your body with a stimulus that tells it, oh, I need more muscle, right? Because if you don't tell your body that it needs more muscle, it's not gonna build it. So if you just go into the gym every single week and do 100 pounds on your squat every single week, you're never gonna be able to do more. You have to gradually ask it to do a little more every single time. So that's the concept of progressive overload. There's lots of different ways to do it. So I'll link that in the show notes. And also because you're going to have more energy during this time, feel free to add in other activities like running, hiking, swimming, biking, stuff like that. Once you come out of that ovulatory phase, you're still going to have more energy at the beginning of your luteal, but it might start to decline and you might Notice a little bit of a shift if you're in tune with your body. So what I recommend here is keep applying that overload, but really prioritize the recovery. Recovery should always be prioritized, but you really can't make exceptions during this time. Make sure you get your eight to nine hours of sleep, make sure you go to bed by 10, make sure you're getting enough protein, make sure you're not staring at your phone late at night, those kinds of things, right? That's what's gonna help Give you, keep giving you that energy to maintain applying that progressive overload. You may also feel the desire to reduce some of those other activities like the running, hiking, swimming, biking, whatever it is. You can still do them, but you might feel a desire to just chill out a little bit. So, those are my general recommendations. I'm going to go through them really quick one more time, kind of recap. End of luteal to menstrual, deload, slow down and connect with your body. Follicular through ovulatory apply progressive overload, and add in other fun active activities. The first three quarters of your luteal phase, I recommend applying that progressive overload, but really focus on recovery. And if you feel like it's needed, you can reduce some of the other extra activities that you did more of during your follicular and ovulatory phases. So those are just my general recommendations. If you want to cycle sync, but you also want it to be more muscle centric so that you can make sure that you are prioritizing muscle, right? So one other thing I want to add to this is within these cycle syncing recommendations, you're going to notice that you perform better with different rep ranges during these times. And that's because during different phases of our cycle, our body uses different percentages of carbs, fat, and protein as fuel. So more so during your like follicular ovulatory, you might notice that you crave more carbohydrates. You're more high energy, right? Carbs give you energy the luteal and menstrual phase, you're going to notice that you're a little bit lower energy and that's when your body wants a little bit more fat. But when you're consuming a little bit more fat or a little bit more carbohydrate, your performance is affected by that too, right? So how can we work in harmony with that? So with your end of luteal to menstrual phase, keep the weight light and the reps high so keep your sets two to three around here these are general recommendations so keep your sets two to three reps 15 to 22 weight light and your rest time around 60 seconds when you come out of that into your follicular and ovulatory phases this is about weeks two to three you can increase the sets three to four sets uh decrease the reps actually like three to eight so three would be super duper heavy Eight would be moderate weight. So depending on how low the reps are and heavier weight or moderate reps, moderate weight. And the rest time can be anywhere between two to five minutes. The heavier the weight, the longer the rest time. From there, you'll go into your luteal phase, so the first three quarters of your luteal phase. You wanna keep the sets around three depending on your fitness level, the volume that you need, the overload you're wishing to apply. You could do four if you wanted. I just put three because I'm thinking about the majority of people listening to this. That's probably the best thing for them. So about three sets, reps eight to 12, Weight is moderate with the rest time at 90 to 120 seconds. I have a post on Instagram about this and I'm gonna link it in the show notes as well because I know this is a lot of like, <laughs> a lot of things to remember. So I'm gonna put that there so you can just save it to your to your little album on Instagram and you can always reference it there. Now to just wrap things up, do you need to cycle sync? Now, I don't think cycle syncing is going to hurt anyone as long as there is an emphasis placed on muscle. However, is it necessary for every woman to do? No. Why is that the case? I believe cycle syncing started because women have spent a lot of their lives, most women have spent a lot of their lives learning to ignore their body's cues. I know I have, and when you've spent your life, learning to ignore it, you get really good at that, right? And you're not going to automatically tune in and understand what it needs and what it's trying to tell you because it's like a foreign language, right? It's this concept of intuitive eating and people think, oh, well, I'm craving a donut, so I must need a donut. That's not what's going on here. (laughs) This is another language and we we have been ignoring it for a long time. So if that's you, if you are very out of tune with what your body is telling you, I think it can be helpful to do some sort of cycle syncing temporarily so that you can become more aware again of what's going on with your body. However, following regaining this awareness, I believe it's actually really unnecessary and can potentially be obsessive if you use these guidelines and these guidelines can actually distance you from what your body is saying. Because then again, if you're constantly just using a guideline, where is the listening to your body? Your body could be telling you something, but you're thinking, oh no, it said in Estelle's podcast episode that I had to do blah, blah, blah. Right, That's not what I want to happen with this. That's not what I want this to become. If you are healthy and in tune with your body's cues, you will intuitively cycle sync your life. This is about what I do. And your intuition will become your guide, not some post that you saved on Instagram or an article that you read on a blog. Your intuition will be your guide. If you found this helpful and you want to start lifting weights, you want to start building muscle, you even just want to maintain the muscle that you have because you understand how valuable muscle is as a metabolic organ, then I encourage you to check out my membership. I'm going to put all the details in the, not the comment section, what's it called in the show notes. I'm going to put all the details in the show notes that you can look into it you will have all of your workouts mapped out for up to a full year in there. You have a community, you have loads of educational resources. And within those resources, I have some video lessons in there on how you can decide if slash how to cycle sync your workouts in addition to this podcast episode I've already released. If you thought this episode was helpful and you want to show me some more love, leave me a review. This is the ultimate way you can show support for my podcast and help it grow to reach more people. Catch you all next week. I'm so glad you were able to catch this episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I hope that it helped bring more clarity to your life within the health and fitness world and that in turn empowers you to keep moving forward. I don't believe we will ever have the answers to everything, but we can continue to learn and keep an open mind. If there's a topic you'd like to learn more about, please email me using the link in the show notes. If you'd like to explore different ways to work together, check out my website at estellecfitness.com. That's Estelle, my name, the letter C for my middle name, and the word fitness.com. If you want to get to know me better, I highly suggest following me on Instagram at Estelle C Fitness. I'd love it if you sent me a DM to connect or if you just want to stalk me on there, that's fine too. Until next time, friend, have a lovely day.